The Laws of Forbidden Foods, Chapter 3. Any food that is produced from any of the things that is prohibited by Tyra is also prohibited by Tyra. For example, milk from an animal that is not kosher, or eggs from a bird that's not kosher. Second halacha. Human milk, therefore, is permitted, because the only reason that one's not permitted to eat a human is because of the positive commandment, as we discussed in the last chapter. Third halacha. Honey that comes from bees is kosher, even though the bees themselves are not kosher because honey isn't made from a product made by bees, but rather from the pollen that the bees collect. Fourth halacha. Even though human milk is permitted, an adult is nonetheless not permitted to nurse from a woman. Rather, the milk should be expelled into a kli, and then a person can partake of it. Anyone that violates this prohibition is liable to lashes for violating the words of the rabbis. Fifth halacha. So long as a child continues to nurse from his mother, he is permitted to continue nursing from his mother, even if he grows to be four or five years old. Once he becomes two years old, however, if he is weaned for several days, he should not go back to nursing. Six halacha. One does not get lashes for drinking the milk of a non-kosher animal or eating the eggs of a non-kosher animal, even though he's violated a prohibition. But nonetheless, a person would be liable for makas mardis, that is, lashes due to violating the words of the rabbis. That said, the prohibition is a biblical prohibition. Seventh halacha. Rambam states here that it seems to him as though eating the eggs out of a fish that is not kosher would be like eating the fish, and therefore a person would get lashes for violating the Torah. The same would be true about eating the eggs from a non-kosher bird while they are still in the bird. Eighth halacha. If one eats the egg of a non-kosher bird in which there is already an embryo forming, he is liable for violating a Torah prohibition. If he eats the egg of a kosher bird in which an embryo is already forming, he gets makis mardis, that is, lashes for violating the words of the rabbis or for rebellious conduct. Ninth halacha. With respect to kosher eggs, if there is a blood spot found in the white of the egg, one can clean out the blood and eat the egg, but if blood is found in the yolk, then the entire egg is forbidden. Tenth halacha. Once a chick is hatched, it's permitted to eat it, but once an animal becomes treif, that is, if the animal has a condition that will cause it to die, then its milk is also not kosher. And the same thing is true about the eggs of a chicken. Eleventh halacha. But if an egg was laid by a treifa, that is, a bird that has a condition that's going to cause it to die, once the egg hatches, that bird is a separate entity and can be eaten. Twelfth halacha. The milk of non-kosher animals doesn't congeal and solidify like that of kosher animals. And even if that milk is mixed in with the milk of kosher animals, the kosher milk will solidify and the non-kosher milk will not. So if someone makes cheese with a mixture of kosher and non-kosher milk, the non-kosher milk will not become part of the cheese, rather it will be expelled. Thirteenth halacha. For that reason, on the one hand, rabbis forbade drinking milk if a Jew did not watch the animal being milked. But if an animal is milked and a Jew is not there to watch it, and then the milk is used to make cheese, that cheese is permitted. Nonetheless, the rabbis of the Mishnah stated that non-Jewish cheese is prohibited out of a concern that the milk was curdled using meat from the keva, that is, the stomach, because that would be nevela, something that wasn't shechted properly. Fourteenth halacha. Even if the process of making the cheese is known, and we know, for example, that non-Jews did not use the meat of a keva to catalyze the formation of the cheese, many Ge'enim ruled that once the rabbi stated that the cheese of non-Jews is prohibited, all cheese from non-Jews is prohibited. Fifteenth halacha. For that reason, anyone who drinks milk that was milked by non-Jews not in the presence of a Jew, or eats cheese made from such milk, they are given makas mardis, that is, lashes for rebellious conduct. There is nonetheless a question about butter. Sixteenth halacha. Rambam here states that it seems to him that if someone purchased butter from non-Jews, and then cooks it until all of the milk comes out, then it would be permitted. Because even if there was non-kosher milk mixed in, that milk would have been expelled through the cooking, and the quantity was likely small enough that it was nullified. If, however, it was boiled out by the non-Jews themselves, it would be still prohibited. 17 Talacha. If a Jew is sitting near a herd that was owned by a non-Jew, and he saw a non-Jew milking his animals, and the non-Jew brings the milk over to the Jew, the Jew would be permitted to take the milk and drink it, even if the herd contained non-kosher animals and kosher animals. This is because a non-Jew would be afraid to milk a non-kosher animal in front of a Jew and then serve the milk to the Jew. 18 Talacha. If both of the ends of an egg are rounded or both are pointed, 
or the yolk is on the outside, we can be certain that the egg is from a non-kosher bird. And if a Jew asks a Jewish hunter, where did you find these eggs? And the hunter identifies the species of bird, one can trust him. But if he merely says they're kosher and doesn't identify the species of bird, one may not rely on him. 19 Talacha. Therefore, one should not buy eggs from a non-Jew unless he can identify kosher eggs on site. We don't have to be worried that perhaps they come from a trefa, but if the egg has already been cracked and stirred, we may not purchase it from a non-Jew. 20th halacha. The signs that we identified before with respect to kosher eggs are also true with respect to fish eggs. 21st halacha. Based on everything we said before, one may not purchase cheese or parts of fish from a non-Jew unless the fish have distinguishing signs through which a person could tell that they're kosher. 22nd halacha. If someone pickles non-kosher fish, the brine is prohibited. Not so with non-kosher locusts because they don't have moisture. We therefore cannot purchase brine from Gentiles unless there is a kosher fish floating in it. 23rd halacha. If a non-Jew brings a bunch of barrels and they're all full of brine and one of those barrels is open and there's a kosher fish in it, we can assume the rest of the barrels are also kosher. If they're all closed, we open two of them and see kosher fish. If they're kosher fish, we assume the rest are kosher. 24th halacha. If a non-Jew brings a cut up fish and a person can tell that all the pieces are from the same fish, if he finds fins and scales on one of the pieces, then the rest can be assumed to be kosher. 